Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Here's the latest of our bonus pod series where I chat to Andrew Block about PR pitches and merger and acquisition trends in the UK PRC. Andrew is co-founder and non-executive director at Frank PR and now head of PR at new business consultancy AAR. He's also a partner at PCB Partners, where he advises on the buying and selling of marketing services agencies. Don't forget the final entry deadline for the Creative Moment Awards is coming up on Friday, the 1st of July. And thanks also to our PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Andrew, welcome to the show. Go on, give us your your, your rundown of this month's um, new business activity. Okay, Ben. It's been a busy month, actually, and there's lots going on. Lots in sort of food, drink, hospitality, not quite sure why. Um, so kick off with a couple of hospitality ones, actually. So Kindred have picked up Love It Parks, which is a holiday resort destination, um, which is a nice one. That was a pitch that I ran myself, actually. So well-deserved win there for Kindred against some tough competition. Um, Finn have picked up um, Accor Hotel, which is it's a group of hotels, but their brief is specifically for the Qatar Hotel, I guess, in the run-up to the World Cup, and they're hoping that it will be a popular destination for visitors to the World Cup out there. Um, Lutchford, one at Dorchester, it's a lovely, lovely job, actually. It's a bit of a repositioning campaign right. for them. Um, and then and how is the Dorchester being repositioned? I don't, that's quite... We'll have to find out. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic hotel. Maybe they feel it needs a bit of dusting down, modernising, relevance. Not sure. We'll leave it to Lutchford. We should watch out. with interest. Yes, yes, exactly. I'll wait for my invitation for tea. Um, and then sort of food and drink-wise, um, Stir picked up Taco Bell, um, Brilliant account. I know that they were doing some project work for them, and that's now turned into them being appointed as the retained agency, which is lovely. Um, Alfred have picked up a really nice global brief for Highland Park whiskey, right. um, and then also one Nespresso, um, which is really nice. And Nespresso have just become a B Corp, and I think their brief is around promoting sustainability and that kind of thing. So that's great. Um, so a couple then, of big wins for Alfred there then. Yeah, they had a good month, good month for Alfred. And then a, a couple that I was quite envious of, Mischief, um, are looking after Love Island on behalf of ITV, dream account for some. Um, and then John Doe picked up Worldwide Cancer Research, which should be an interesting one. Last month they won Ask, the Italian restaurant chain, so they're on a good run at the moment. And then the last one, um, which... I think was only announced yesterday. Um, Rise at seven had picked up the global account for Revolution Beauty, which I know that they will be pleased with because they're expanding into the US and it has a US remit to that brief. So that will pay for the office space, um, which is good. So yeah, it, it seems very active at the moment. There's a bit of a sense of slowing down as we come into the summer, which is relatively normal as a lot of sort of key decision makers are not around during sort of July and August. Um, I don't sense too much to be concerned about in terms of 
various sort of economic stuff that's going on, inflation, cost of living, blah, blah, blah. Um, but watching sort of that closely, I, I think there's, there is a sense of nervousness towards the sort of last quarter of the year and how that's going to end up. But, you know... Yeah, I mean, as I know, of, the, U, the UK would either... A recession looks likely, doesn't it? Um, either because we're talking our way into it or because of, frankly, some high inflation or all the rest of it. It would be surprising for those consumer briefs to remain, uh, the spend on the, on the consumer side of things to remain untouched, wouldn't it? Or, or does does it tend to, does PR as an above the line activity tend to, um, to, 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 tend to fare fairly well in, in those sorts of environments? I think, look, first of all, I'm always a believer that Good, good agencies will always do well regardless of what's going on in the world. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, but I also think PR's proved, you know, over over many many years that it's extremely resilient to ups and downs in the economy. It can be a more cost effective form of marketing. It, it's quick, and so therefore it can be tactical. It can change messaging, and you know, for a lot of companies are not going to stop marketing. What they might do is change their sort of mix of services a little bit, change their messaging when consumers are a bit more price conscious. You know, they might shift towards value messaging, that kind of thing. And yeah, PR is extremely good at that from a corporate point of view, obviously. You know, any sort of, um, anything that changes is always good, good for PR, really. You know, sometimes yeah. consistency and stability can cannot be favourable. So yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't worry too much. I think the industry is in great health at yeah, the moment. And we saw that through COVID and how the majority of agencies have now sort of got through that period and you know back in growth mode again. So no major alarm bells. It's interesting you say that. So the uh, there's a bit of a slowdown at the moment on the on on some of the the, the pitch stuff, but it's at the moment that would be that would be fairly usual for this time of year because of the summer and it'll be interesting to see what happens come autumn as to whether that whether it comes back is, is yeah and I, I mean i think i'm seeing through aar and through a lot of the work i'm doing there's there's a lot of project briefs out there and the retainers are sort of i wouldn't say far and few between but it appears to be a lot more sort of project based stuff at the moment and it's hard to call whether that is just something that's happening or it's the, a, a bit of a trend it's it's just something that, that i've observed i've seen decision making taking slightly longer than normal but again you know it happens and i yeah. think for the last couple of years things you know whilst the economy is, has been difficult and it hasn't been sort of normal times Things are definitely people are a little bit more cautious, taking a little bit longer to make. But, but Andrew, decisions. do you mean that um, the trend towards projects and away from retainers is, is that a, a trend you've? I mean, that's been a long-term trend, hasn't it? Are you saying it has, that's been yeah. exaggerated over the last six months, or it's just part of that long-term trend? It's hard to tell. Okay. From the yeah, what I'm seeing personally is a, is a lot of projects, uh, but as you said, it's not anything that is particularly new so it's, it's just a continuation but you know most agencies are out there looking for big chunky retainers gives them the, the stability and the base to to build from and yeah they're out there but I, i'm not seeing as many of them as i have done 
maybe sort of this time a year ago. But again, you know, I don't like to sort of predict these things as, as trends necessarily. It's just what I'm observing and we could speak next month and the situation might have changed. It's just what I'm seeing personally at the moment. I mean, it's worth it's worth just talking about corporate PR for a moment, isn't it? Um, on that side of things, I, I, I see no sign of any slowdown at all, that the amount of crisis work out there um is is fueling some pretty some pretty good times and I, I suspect some pretty good growth for the corporate PR market which has sort of retained those COVID levels of income it would seem to me. Yeah it's booming absolutely booming at the moment as is healthcare actually they're the yep. two sort of key areas that I'm seeing loads happening in, in that area but ge- generally everything is, is doing pretty well at the moment consumer and brand as well, you know, as the world's opened up and real life events are a thing, they're there. But also the sort of use of technology for virtual events and briefs that incorporate hybrid virtual stuff, seeing a lot of that as well. So it's across the board feels healthy and energetic at the moment, which is good. I'm touching all all available wood around me, Andrew. Um, Me too. too. Moving on to to M&A, I know it's been quite a month on that this month, but give us us your rundown on that. Yeah, there haven't been many deals this month. A couple of things that are worth talking about. Um, Selby Anderson, which is a sort of mid-sized marketing services group, are continuing to expand that they already own sort of unity and flagship and they just closed a a funding round actually which is initially five and a half million but will go to 10 million and that is really to continue what i would say is quite an aggressive uk expansion so they bought with that money um, an agency called digital radish which is a b2b agency mainly in tech but a lot of branding Work and then they've got this additional four and a half million, which is not fully committed at the moment, um, but it will be delivered once they present them with further acquisition opportunities. So they seem to be one to watch at the moment. And it but it's continues. not. I mean, it's not that. I mean, you know, I, I, I'd quite like ten million. Don't get me wrong, but it's not that much money if you're it's out not. buying agencies, is it? If, if you know what I mean. I mean, I'm no, not- it doesn't buy you a great deal. Um, what what I think it's part of a trend of these sort of independent marketing services groups that are starting to build. Um, and it appears to be a pretty good model. And you're seeing it from the groups and from some of the sort of mid-size PR agencies. And it's really, I, I think, you know, what's happening in the, in the world is clients have there's such a broad array of marketing services agencies and these agency groups realize that organic growth is extremely profitable and a great way to grow so they're trying to build their range of services it's also partly a sort of protectionist strategy is that if they can't offer a range of services they're going to lose out to to other groups to to some of the bigger players so it's it's protection and organic growth and there's a lot of it happening and you're right I mean it's 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 small beer really to five ten million it doesn't buy you a great deal but it does enable them to buy into certain services and service areas that they previously wouldn't have been able to offer clients 
And then I guess what they're hoping to do is within the group, build those small agencies in the different service offerings into something that is, is more substantial. Someone like Selby Anderson, I think in three years, they've made 10 acquisitions, you know, from a standing start. Yeah. So it's, you know. But it's an interesting one. I mean, I, I, clearly the, um, the hope is that, um, that, that if you bind all the different agencies together, that the, the sum will um, be created, which is greater than what that what you've acquired all the agencies for. And I, I suspect that's probably quite a good model, frankly. No, that's right. And it's still, you know, relatively easy to raise money and to get debt facility, you know, whether that is going to change with interest rates increasing and inflation, I don't know. But for the time being, money is pretty cheap. And whilst that's the case, you're always going to get entrepreneurial businesses that are looking to take advantage of that and, and use it to make acquisitions and, and grow to a stronger position. Right. Um, and I don't, is it, you know, is it, are we right in saying the next next 15 MNC deals having a bit of a wobble? Just talk us through what's going on there. Yeah, it is having a bit of a wobble. So when we talked last month, I mean, it, it looked like it was pretty much a done deal. I think it still had to go through shareholder approval, but the board had recommended to proceed with it. What's, I mean, effectively, MNC have withdrawn their support for the offer for the, for the time being. And the reason for that is because of the next 15, their current share price, and, and that's their share price is wrapped into obviously how much money MNC would make. And originally the deal was valued, I think it was 310 million. Based on their current share price, the deal's dipped to be valued at about 200. When you say their current share price, you mean next 15's current share price? Yes, yeah. So next 15's current share price was valuing the deal at about 310 million. That's now sort of dropped quite significantly, about 30% or so to 233. Okay. And just million. talk this through that. That's, be, that's because the in essence, the current shareholders of MNC were going to get shares in next 15, and that's why the value of the deal has dropped. Is is that what you're saying? Correct. Right. Correct. And it's probably worth pointing out that that dip in share value is not specific to anything that Next15 have done, performance or confidence in them as a business. It's indicative of what's happening in the market, which is extremely volatile at the moment. And anyone who owns shares in anything will have seen they've largely taken a hammering. And that drop's happened like literally since May in the last sort of four to six weeks. So at the moment, you know, what MNC is saying is they don't feel that that offer's fair and reasonable anymore so there's there is a shareholder vote um and they're advising not to proceed with it it could just be sort of jockeying for more money you know i, I wouldn't count this deal out by any means whatsoever it's just at the moment having a wobble if you remember they did have this original deal from van muria um and her investment vehicle um they still view this as more preferential. She was removed from the board, and yet her offer actually was going back sort of a few months was higher than the next fifteen one is as it currently stands. I think she was in at about two hundred and fifty three million. This is what's happening in the, in the market, and I think yeah. a lot of the bigger groups, you know, whilst we're talking about sort of day to day agency pitches and stuff like that and brands, 
okay. But if you know, most of the big groups, if you listen to what they're, they're saying and talking about, they're cautious. And I think they are all preparing for what could be quite a difficult um, last quarter of the year. Um, having said that, you know, there is still a lot of activity in this area. Private equity still very bullish at the moment. There's still lots of money out there. Um, but some of these sort of public deals that involve shareholdings and share prices, that's where it just becomes a little bit unsettled and, and uncertain. But, it, you know, the, this market is resilient and it shows no sign of slowdowns. I mean, as you know, like I'm, I've only been involved in, in the M&A world for a couple of years, but even in that two years, it is not slowing down. There is so much work out there, so much activity. And, you know, I would predict that in, over the next couple of months, I'm going to be talking to you about lots and lots of deals that are, that are going on. There's, there's so much happening. It's just a bit of instability, as, as is always going to happen when the economy is not in a particularly stable place. Andrew Block, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.